Welcome to the Bridge Church Podcast. Our purpose statement at Bridge Church is to reach people where they are and help them grow. We hope today's message inspires you towards growth, and we pray it's life-changing, and we hope to see you soon. Thank you for that welcome, and uh, it's just been such a beautiful experience being here with you. I don't know if this is your first time here. It's my first time here, too. So if you think it's uncomfortable being where you are, you can only imagine. I'm really grateful, but listen, if this is your first time here, I promise you, if you come back next week, it'll be a far better message from a far better looking guy, and you will do way better. This is not the norm here, okay? So you should come back again, all right? Just wanted to curb your expectations. This is as really as good as it gets. What you're listening to now, this is it. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get to praying. Let me tell you what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how to suffer through well when things are difficult and dark. We're going to talk about, because the fact is, is that not only do we ourselves personally go through difficult, dark times, but the fact is, is that our churches go through difficult, dark times. Our city has gone through a difficult, dark time. Right now, the people of New Orleans are going through a difficult, dark time. So this happens in your life, in your family, in your church, in your relationships, when you're alone. So you should listen to today, not because I'm telling you because the Bible says so. You should listen to because there's going to come a dark time in your life. And if you don't listen, you'll miss out on the growth opportunities that God has for you. So I encourage you, dig in, get a pencil, paper, and start Whatever the Lord puts on your heart, well, the pencil paper, I think I'm teaching, to, I'm talking to my congregation, get your device and <sighs> I'm old. Consider me like a crazy old Puerto Rican uncle who comes by every now and again to tell you some stuff, all right? So we'll go like that. But it's a really, really important moment because every one of us are going to go through dark times. Every one of us are going to go through moments of real grief. And you're going to want to know how to get through them. So I'm going to pray. I know we've prayed and we've sung. I'm going to pray again, probably more for me than for you. But I'm going to ask Jesus that he would touch every single one of us. And if you're here and you don't know Jesus, maybe somebody invited you. I just want to invite you to this beautiful, loving relationship with Jesus. I didn't grow up in Christ. My story's a dirty one. I'm gully and dirty and grimy, and God saved me from the pit. Maybe your story is that you're academic and smart and wealthy, and God will save you from that pit as well. So I encourage you to come along. Let's pray. Father, you are good. You're really, really, really good. And we don't deserve you, and we haven't earned your favor, but you've given it to us, and we're grateful. So Lord, as we talk about the difficulty, the hardships, the suffering that you promise your people will go through, would you remind us that you're with the brokenhearted and close to those who are crushed in spirit? Would you remind us that you never leave, you never forsake, you always are there for those whose hearts are broken and eyes are filled with tears? And so, Lord, right now, I know, right now, there are some of us who are going through some relational darkness and difficulty. 
maybe some financial and professional and family, or maybe even within the context of this church. I don't know. But I know you know, and that's enough. And so God, meet us. Meet us powerfully here today. Speak to us and help us to see Jesus as the only one who could make sense of it all. For we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. So 2007 to two to, to, through 2009 were um, probably the toughest years of my life. If you knew me, you know I'm saying a mouthful when I said that. I grew up with a paranoid, schizophrenic mother who was also bipolar. My father was an alcoholic. I've been sexually abused, verbally abused, physically abused. I can only tell you some stories that have happened. It, and to say that 2007 to 2009 was the toughest years, I'm saying something. And so um, what happened was my father, who we had a... T- I don't know if about y'all probably have a great relationship with your dad. Me and my dad have a very stressed relationship. Could you believe I got clean when I was 17 from all mood or mind-altering chemicals? I started to use drugs really early on and then you know, qualified for a 12-step program later on. And my father still sees me as the addict, the junkie of the family. So it's been, and I, and, hey, listen, I earned it. I earned it. I, I, when I tell you I'm gully and grimy and dirty, I'm not being hyperbolic. I'm telling you who I am. And so I try to connect with my dad, and then, then he moved away. Like, didn't even tell me, like, literally, like, moved away to, like, the Dominican Republic, which was, like, heartbreaking. I felt like he died. Not only that, we're Puerto Rican. What was he doing in the Dominican Republic? I was like, dang, man, that's serious. When you want to get... Yeesh. So, but it, it, at the time, it like devastated my heart because I was like, man, I was trying to work this out and he didn't even tell me, he just left. My mother had a uh, stroke during that same time and um, they forgot to give her... They didn't forget, they, didn't, they just didn't know to give her the kind of emotional, med- mental medication that she needed. And so I didn't realize, I thought that I, I saw her take her medication, but it was because of the stroke. And, and so she was losing her mind little by little. And I was just trying to visit her every day. I was like, man, maybe there's something I'm doing wrong. Maybe I need to visit her a little bit longer, stay with her. But she was, she was spiraling down mentally. And it was like killing me. Watching your mom lose her mind is no fun thing. My family, my family had become homeless. Could you imagine? We're homeless, serving the homeless, homeless, showering with the homeless, homeless, cooking with the homeless, homeless, eating with the homeless, homeless, sleeping with the homeless. We were homeless because when we were were, the church that we were trying to serve, there was just no resources, but we felt, my wife and I felt a deep call from God to lay down our lives for the people that we served. And if homelessness was part of that story, then we would be all right with it. That didn't last for a week or a month or a year. It lasted for almost two years. I got to watch my wife cry herself to sleep for over 700 days. It was the toughest It was so dark. It was so dark. It was so difficult. I didn't know we were going to be able to get out of it alive or sane. It was just dark. Here's what I know. If I take this microphone that's attached to me and I gave it to the person sitting in your seat, you would be able to tell your tale you'd be able to tell your moment about what happened in junior high and how dark it got. 
or what happened in high school or college or in the first few years of marriage when you thought it was going to last forever and it didn't last nearly as long as you thought. If I gave you this microphone and gave it to the person sitting in your seat, you would be able to tell the stories that are dark and heartbreaking and that you're still trying to recover from. Stories that broke your heart. Stories that kept you crying. Stories that made you feel like you were all alone and nobody cared. All of us go through dark times. The question not isn't whether or not we'll go through dark times. The question then is, How will we go through these dark times? Now, the good news is, is that God knows that every one of us, hey, listen, listen close. You love Jesus, you don't love Jesus. You're for Christ, you're anti-Christ. You're down with the church, you hate the church doesn't matter where you come from, what you believe. Every one of us will have our turn. Every one of us will drink out of the bitter cup. And the question will be, how will we respond? And so God knows that we're all going to go through it. So he put in his precious word. He gave us some instruction about how to get through the difficult times. So we could have literally opened up the Bible just about anywhere and just put our finger on a text and found where God teaches his people how to get through difficult times. Today we're going to look at, though, Psalm 103. In Psalm 103, the Lord teaches us how we're going to go through, how to get through difficult times. Now, in our church, After 21 years of ministry, I've discovered that no one can go away with more than one point. (laughs) If you don't believe me, just think about whatever points they gave last week. You can't think of it, right? I know. I've been doing this for a long time. Listen. We can only go away with one point, and I want to drill it into your mind. We're going to say it over and over again. Right now, I'm going to tell you what it is, and then you're going to follow up, and you're going to say it. Why? Because when you go through the dark times, when your heart is breaking, when your tears don't stop coming, when you feel all alone, and you feel like no one cares, you're going to need to remember some things, and I don't want you to miss it. So here's the big idea for today. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now listen, this is a big deal. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Let's go ahead and say that together because it's good to say together as a family. Why don't we say it? Say, don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Let's show them how it's really done, okay? Here we go. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. This is your opportunity to redeem yourself. Here we go. Say it on count of three. One, two, three. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light because it will get dark. And it will get dark for long periods of time. I'm telling you, this week alone has felt like it's been rivaling my 2007 to 2009 experience. I, didn't, I was going to start the introduction with that, but I thought you'd be so distracted. It's easier to talk about the past. But listen, God is with you. And if you are going to get through the dark time in your marriage or with your kids or with your school or your work or your church, you're going to have to 
not forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. So Psalm 103, we look at the text, and it's beautiful. It starts with, and this is so powerful, it starts with, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul. Let me tell you, I think this is such an important place to start. Because sometimes you got to stop listening to yourself and you got to start preaching to yourself. Sometimes you just got to stop. I don't know about you, but I got noise in my head telling me that I'm ugly and dumb and all this other stuff. And I got things like, oh, you don't know what you're doing or talking about or do they like me or what is going to happen or all this other stuff. And I got to stop listening to the noise in my head and I got to start standing on the word of God, preaching the gospel to myself, reminding me the truth of God's word and reminding me that while it's a fact that I'm feeling, my feelings aren't necessarily a fact. And so I need to be reminded of that. And so I got to go, praise the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, praise his holy name, reminding myself that although all the circumstances around me tell me this or that, my soul is called to praise his name because no matter what I'm going through, he is worthy of that praise. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. And if you're going to go through those dark times, if you're going to not forget in the dark what God taught you in the light, you're going to have to remember to, to not so much listen to yourself, but to preach to yourself. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. I love that. That's where we get our big idea from today. And forget not all his benefits. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you. Remember, don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Then, if you have an NIV, it has a little dash because what it's going to do is going to enumerate some of the things that you forgot. And so let's look at those. <laughs> Who forgives all your sins. Stop right there. Listen to me. Remember I said how dirty and grimy and dully and gully and all that I am? I need to be reminded. See, I got, I got years on you guys. It was funny. I was having a conversation with my son, and it was one of those tough conversations. Quite frankly, my son would be an old guy in this room. He's 29. Y'all are like 15. It's terrible. Y'all look too young. It's like... I was talking with my son, and he was making some decisions that I felt like it were going in the wrong direction, right? Like, for the three parents that are in the room, y'all understand what I'm talking about. And so he was going through, he's making those decisions, and I always want to start off, whenever I start those conversations, like, yo, you go, yo, bro, you're going in a direction. Yo, we're going to, there's going to be some serious heat between us, man. You're going in the wrong direction. And I always got to remind myself whenever I start, the, and I remind him too, that I'm the biggest sinner in the conversation who forgives all your sins, not just some of them, not just the ones that you're willing to share about with others, 
Not the ones that you're willing to confess. Not the ones that you just, you, listen to me, all your sins. And the reason all of us didn't jump up and start dancing is because maybe we've forgotten in the dark what God taught us in the light. He forgives all of your sins, every one of them. The ones you told your spouse, the ones you're not going to tell your spouse, the ones you share with your kids, the ones you're not going to share with your kids. He forgives all your sins. His salvation is complete and thorough. There is no part of your life that his, that his salvation does not touch. Jesus forgives all of our sins. So don't forget that. Don't forget in the dark what God has taught you in the light who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Now, beloved, this is, this is dope. This is so important right now, what I'm about to say. You mustn't forget this. So I tell my congregation, so our congregation has a lot of people. We can, you know, I tell my congregation, whether you slept in the park bench next door in the penthouse across the street, you're welcome in our church. I have a suspicion that that's the same way how it is here. But let me tell you something I tell um, my folks. Right? When it comes to um, talking about heals all your diseases, some of us, we made some choices and, and we got we to gotta take medication for the rest of our lives for some of the choices we made. Listen, I tell them this. I say, listen, the good news for the Christian, the good news, and if you're not Christian, this might be enough to put you over the top. The good news for the Christian is that every single Christian receives a healing. Every single one. Now, the question is, Will we receive it on this side of eternity? Or will we receive it on the other side of eternity? Now, beloved, the promise is still there. He heals all of your diseases. Your disease will not have the final word. Your, listen, your depression will not have the final word. Your ailments will not have the final word. He heals all of your diseases. And he doesn't stop there. But don't forget. Don't forget in the dark when the disease feels strongest. When the hope feels smallest. Don't forget in the dark what he's taught you in the light. Who redeems your life from the pit. I love that. There's this old hymn that none of y'all know. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come up to me if you know this, right? I want to give you a hug. There's this one, uh, it's, it's an old hymn. And I, I just, the, the one part that I remember of this um, hymn was that we will pirouette on our graves. I love that. I had to look up what pirouette was. <laughs> Evidently, it's what those ballerinas do when they go like that and then like turn and stuff like that. We're going to pirouette on a, now, if you're me, you're going to salsa on your grave. But here's the deal. We get, listen, in the, heaven, in the new heavens and the new earth, we get a new body, a body that doesn't break down the way our body is presently breaking down. And I know you're too young to appreciate that, but trust me, your body will break down. Your body will break down and you'll feel, and listen, especially, let me not joke on this one, for real, some of y'all are going through some stuff. And your mind will be made new. You go, but it feels like it's so dark. The noise in my head doesn't stop you. You'll pirouette on your grave. You'll get a new body. 
You go, but I feel like my body's on a decline. Might be true on this side of eternity, but in the other side of eternity, you get a new body in the new heavens and the new earth. I know you go to the doctor and the doctor says, no, you thought it was bad. It's gone from bad to worse. Listen to me. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light, even if that dark place is happening in a doctor's office. You will get a new body. Don't forget that. All this idea of cutting yourself because of self-loathing and hating yourself and not matching up to an image that's on a magazine or anything. Shh, listen, listen. Don't you forget in the dark what God has taught you in the light. You get a new body in the new heavens and the new earth who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. This is so big. This is my favorite one. I mean, that and the forgiveness of all sins. But this one is a big deal. This is a big deal. Because from where I grow up, we're not given a whole lot of respect. I grew up in a place where we were all expendable. We all worked in factories. There was no education and there was no way of advancing or going forward. Your bosses treated you like crap and you accepted it because you felt you were. And God says, they crown you with shame. I really love this. They crown you with shame, but I will crown you with compassion. I will crown you with hope. You'll be like a king in my kingdom. You will have reign and authority. I don't care what society has told you. I don't care what ideas have come into your mind. I don't care what you tell yourself. You are being crowned with love and compassion. And no law and no jurisdiction and no city and no injustice can overcome that true reality that we will be crowned with love and honor and compassion. But listen, you might forget, so don't forget in the dark, what God taught you in the light. Don't forget in the dark, even, even in moments of great disrespect and great offense. Don't you forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Who satisfies your desires with good things. Oh, this is good because you're young and I get to talk to you like a dad, right? Listen, some of us, we got, we got a way to spell relief and it's not Jesus, right? The pressure is on. I don't know what your thing is. I don't know you well enough. If you were my church, I would ring off five or six things that I know you struggle with, but I don't know you like that, right? So I don't know if you click on a computer or a tablet or a phone so that you could get the kind of satisfaction that you think you need. I don't know if, you know, one-click buying on Amazon is the way you handle all of life's stresses. I don't know if you go into the refrigerator and open it up and eat whatever's there until you put a pencil down your throat so you can throw up so that you don't look on the outside like you feel on the inside. Listen to me. He satisfies you with good things. You think that chick is going to satisfy you with good things? You're mistaken. He satisfies you with good things. You think that dude, because he drives a nice car, is going to satisfy you with good things? I'm telling you, 
He satisfies you with good things. The reason that you and I sin, let me give you a little, let me, let me see if we can walk through this together and grow in Christ together, okay? The reason I sin, let me talk about me, and if it applies to you, that's cool. The reason I sin is because I, I think I want better for me than God wants for me. That's why I sin. So when that looks enticing to me, it's because God doesn't want my happiness like I want my happiness. And so I move to that thing because that thing is going to satisfy me. That thing is going to make me feel beautiful and manly. That thing is going to make me feel uh, justified and like a success. That thing is going to do it for me. That's going to tell me that I'm a real success. In the moment of your temptation, when you feel overwhelmed and you're just like an arm's distance away from picking up that thing, and for some of you, that thing is an actual drug. It's an actual drink. You don't know you got an alcohol problem. You're probably the only one who doesn't know. But you just go, because it's going to, you know what? And you call it fellowship. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fellowship an awful lot. And so... It's just like, listen, 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 listen. In that moment of temptation, and, and you, you could call it for you. I can't call it for you. You got to call it for you. But in that moment, in that moment of temptation, in that moment where you feel like you're going to cut yourself or put the pencil down your throat or go to that site, that pornographic site, or, or make that phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning for no good purpose, in that moment of temptation, listen to me, don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. And he teaches you that he satisfies you with good things, with things that don't make you feel like a shame, like you're a walking shame, like things that he satisfies you with, helps you to wake up and look at yourself in the mirror and go, all right, it ain't all easy and it ain't all good and I still feel the temptation, but I don't have to walk in the kind of sin that I used to walk in. Don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. And then there's this great promise. So that, here's the purpose. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So that you can be strengthened and encouraged. Now, how can we be sure that God is going to do this for us? Let's walk through this. The reason that you and I, and listen, if you don't know Jesus, this is the security and the joy that we have in Christ. We get this not because we think this is going to happen, not because we look in the mirror and tell us that we're all right and we're going to be fine and we're forgiven. No, no, no. Because God has done something for us on the basis of what God has done on the cross in Christ is that basis by which we get to walk in this kind of security. It's on the basis that we get to not forget in the dark what God taught us in the light. And it's this, Jesus who had no sin, and all sin was thrown on him, yours and mine. Because he was condemned, we can be forgiven all our sin. Jesus, who took every, by his stripes, we are healed. He took our diseases on himself. He took our hurt. Listen, because he did that for us, 
we get to be healed. Who redeems your life from the pit. Think about this. Jesus faced death for real so that you and I could have our lives redeemed. Have you ever, and listen, if you've never, if you've never gone to church, you know this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the, finish it with me, shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Let me tell you why. You know why you get to walk through the shadow of death and not death for real? Because Jesus faced death for real. So let me ask you this. Would you rather get hit by a truck or a shadow of a truck? All right. Well, if you'd rather get hit by a shadow of a truck, the reason that you and I get to walk through the valley of the shadow of death is because Jesus faced death for real. And his body went into the grave so that your body could be raised from the grave. You get, don't forget in the dark what God taught you in the light. Who, who crowns you with love and compassion. Jesus was crowned with thorns. Can you believe it? Our Savior, who had done nothing wrong ever, our Savior was crowned with thorns, ridicule, spat upon. You think injustice has been done upon you? He knows the injustice that you've experienced and will experience. So don't forget in the dark what God has taught you in the light. He took a crown of thorns so you and I could be crowned with love and compassion. And finally, he satisfies your desires with good things. Do you remember what happened on the cross with Jesus? He was on the cross and he says, I thirst. And they gave him like vinegar. They gave him like vinegar to drink. They gave him this terrible ointment to drink. Jesus, sat, Jesus stayed on the cross with all of his desires unsatisfied so that all our desires could be met in him who resisted his desires being satisfied for the sake of us having our desires satisfied in him. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, don't you forget in the dark what God has taught you in the light. Now let me ask you this. What will happen in your marriage? What will happen at your work? What will happen as you, uh, as you go out there and do justice, whether you're feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, housing the homeless, whether you're marching or you're protesting, no matter what. But what happens if you do that in the spirit of the gospel and say, I don't care what it looks like. The nation could be going to hell in a handbasket. I'm not going to forget in the dark what God has taught me in the light. What if in your marriage it's going bad and you feel like there's no hope? What if you say, no, no, I'm not going to forget in the dark what God has taught me in the light. What if your doctor keeps on giving you worse and worse news? I'm not going to forget in the dark. So let's say that together. Don't forget in the dark what God has taught you in the light. And now you get to remind each other. Let's pray. Father, as the musicians come up and we get to sing to you, what a beautiful thing to sing to you. What a unique, beautiful, beautiful gift that we get to sing how good you are. And so, Lord, I pray that you would move mightily in our hearts. Lord, some of us have forgotten this so much that we just feel like we're in such a place of despair. 
Lord, others of this, of others of us have never learned. We thought that like church and Christianity is for people who were just closed-minded and stupid and had no value in terms of like intellect or being able to think through the philosophies of life. Lord, I pray that you would speak deeply to my brothers and sisters. Lord, some of us, we left you years ago. This is our first time back because we forgot in the dark what you taught us in the light. And so, Lord, would you by your spirit do a miracle right now for those of us who are far from you, remind us you forgive all our sins, but at a high cost. Remind us that you're with us and will never leave us nor forsake us. Remind us. Because we're prone to forget in the dark what you've taught us in the light. And for those who are going through it right now, would you give them suffering grace? to endure this difficult time loving them reminding them how close you are do that for each one of us oh God for we do pray in Jesus name amen and amen God bless you Bridge Church we hope today's message was encouraging for you We'd also love to hear how God used this message to speak to you. We hear from people all across the country about what God is doing through our podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at info at bridgechurchnyc.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle for both of those social media outlets is at bridgechurchnyc. Our website is bridgechurchnyc.com. If you're in the New York City area, we have services at 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. on Sundays at 98 Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, right next to the Barclay Center. We are praying for you, and we hope to see you soon.